So let's everybody warm up, get to it. Wait, that that's different. What you just yeah, threw something in. You just went down the shopping aisle and just threw some Cheetos in, cause sure that's did. what happened. Yep, you did. If you give a moose a muffin, yep, you know, you know what I mean? He will ask. Quarter million dollars. That's and he jumps right to it, cause that's how mooses do. Oh yeah, they don't they don't moose around. They don't moose. Oh man, do not moose around. They get degraded quickly. Okay, maybe we should pivot into the topic real fast. Then. I think it's time to get going. In other news, y'all ready to do this? Yep. So saw that on, on cue. We have moved into part three. As much as like that kind of is making me happy and sad at the same time that somehow we're in a part three of giving. So, um, okay. So we're yeah we're just a brief overview. We're doing five acts of worship. Uh, Julian, five acts of worship pop quiz are singing. Praying, giving, preaching. Lord's Supper. Lord's Supper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. I couldn't leave you I hanging mean, out you're there on a roll. dangling. I don't know what happened. I broke down. It's years and years of not properly reciting the five. Okay. <laughs> if, only, if only there was an acrostic that we could use. Going back to Sunday school. Oh, man. I used to nail them. I, I know the, the verses, I think. No, let's not test me. Yes, yes. That's not. But we've got kind of all over the map on giving. Um, and so uh, I don't know that this one has to be necessarily as long. We'll just, I guess, do whatever it takes. But um, I'm hoping that we can at least conclude this one and move on to the other acts because we started with giving and we're still on giving. So part three of giving. And we left off saying, I think at the end of the last episode, we made jokes about not answering any questions that we were throwing up there. <laughs> and so... Um, <laughs> And then, and then uh, you said, okay, well, let's pick up in, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. And then we can all hope that the AC breaks at our church building so we don't have to worry about how else to spend the money. So I think that's where we left off. I think so. <laughs> that's a pretty good summation. <laughs> okay. Cool. So I'll, re- I'll just read it out real fast, and then we will see where we go with this thing to close it out. So... Galatians 6.2, ESV version. um, Well, actually, I'll start at chapter 6 just to get the whole context. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Verse 2, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, Verse 3, for if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then, uh, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting because. Hey, Wilmore, I yeah. think, I think, I think, I think it was eight, nine, and ten. Okay. I think we shorted a little bit. Okay, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. I was just just thinking verse two was like the the, the crux of it, just bearing what you know, bearing one another's burdens, because that 
does tend to giving. But you, you are right. I'll yeah, yeah. Okay. Verse six. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Okay, there yeah, we go. That makes there sense. we go. No, yeah, you brought we, it home. You yep. landed the plane right there. Good, good, <laughs> yeah. good, good. Yeah, <laughs> autopilot kicked in. <laughs> for for someone who knows about flying, you landed that well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought I thought we would get into something different, but by reading uh, this section, well, you have to keep us honest here, Wilmore. I would love to get into the most practical part of this outside of like the high level because remember in all these we've kind of stepped back and said what do we think the heart of this matter is what do we think what do we think God's trying to say to us through the scriptures at a much larger view not getting not having such a narrow focus that we're like looking through a straw but how do we step back you know we can't, we can't have God's understanding, but how do we step back and look at this? And that's how we've looked at giving. Um, but when you read verse 8, it does take you back uh, to the heart of this, right? The attitude uh, that, that you have in your heart when you make it a priority to give and what you spend your heart, uh, your, I'll call it your heart currency on, right? And in verse number 8, it reminds us that in, in these uh, kind of agricultural terms, like whatever your heart currency goes f- goes on or goes to, uh, that's that's what you're going to reap. But he reminds us that if it goes to the flesh or things, you, you may have a different version. New King James says flesh. Um, that's what you're going to reap, except corruption, because obviously that ultimately is corruptible. But to the one who sows to the Spirit, the Spirit reaps everlasting life. So not even specifically, like, what did you spend it on? But what is your heart, where is your heart aimed when you spend your effort, time, money? And and then he says, and in so doing, there's a possibility that you could grow weary while following this practice. But he tells us not to do it because we will reap if we don't lose heart right? It's, it's still back to the same thought process because that's going to motivate us on what we do. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, thinking of planting a field, right? Like it's, you're going to grow weary. Like you're going to be working in those fields. It's going to be hard work. Um, and, but if you give up, you're going to go hungry, right? Like there's not going to be anything coming out of it on the other side. You have to put in the work and you have to bear the weariness that's coming. Uh, in order to be able to reap anything out of the other end. Julian, I really like that uh, heart currency idea that you were saying there, because um, that just it, as soon as you said that, I went to Matthew chapter 6, and the, where we lay up our treasure, right? Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Where And again, that has to do with focus. That has to do with... Um, you know, kind of where are we spending our time? Are we spending our time in the world, or are we spending our time in the kingdom? And, um, and, and 
all of this, singing, giving, all of the other acts of worship that we're going to be talking about, they all have to do with um, the heart. They all have to do with how we are, um, where our heart is, what our focus is on, what it is that we are, um, what it is that we're striving toward. And how we spend our heart currency, how we uh, divvy up our time, energy, effort, money, um, all of those things, that that will tell out. That will reflect and, and show in our lives. And so when we're thinking about reaping and sowing and, and effort and energy expended and time and, and diligence put in and... Um, you know, sacrifices made. It's all of this has to do less with our checkbook and more with our treasures in heaven, right? It's where it's where our val where we're placing value, I guess is what I'm trying to say in a very long winded way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, I started to say, and it's it's obvious to those around, like it's. You never would have to say, this is what I value. I'm, I'm bouncing off your comment. You would never have to explain to someone, this is what I value or who I value or because it's going to be obvious because what you love is then where your heart currency or your time or real currency is going to, that's where you're going to see it show up. And you can't really lie about that because uh, the passage we were looking at, a couple of verses uh, uh, above it, it says, my version says, God has not mocked. <laughs> I love this. Like, right. <laughs> um, sorry, you won't fool God and you won't make him out to be a liar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever you sow, that's what you'll reap. And you were in Matthew 6. When you said the Matthew 6, and I made that comment about it will just be known, it made me think about... Uh, Matthew 7, when he talks about how you would know someone by their fruits. And I know mm -hmm. specifically in 15, you know, he's talking about uh, uh, false prophets, but it, it is always a way to be able to judge yourself because there, there's just no way to, to get, you know, a bad fruit from a good tree, you know, good fruit, fruit from a bad tree, but you'll know uh, every single thing because it's just what we bear. Right. And and we don't have to look at each other and judge each other. The same chapter says the same thing about judgment. It's just it, it will be quite evident what's in our heart because of what ends up being the result. You have think, to keep us honest, Wilmore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you're right on the money. I'm just my brain's going back to more tactical things now because um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is um, that's why you have to bring us back. I knew we were going right. to, we're out there. We're like a so, kite. We're just, <laughs> just go, go back, back up to the atmosphere. <laughs> like a kite. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Let me do it. Let me do it. Change it up just a little bit. I'm going to do like a, a quick fire question and answer. Does a church have to have a treasury? Just yes or no. Is it required? Well, no. Julian? I was going to say, my answer is no, but Daniel's going to battle me because it depends, because it was the, how I defined treasury last week or whatever right, week yeah, that okay. was, right? Yes. 
Uh, but I would say well, I agree with re- no. Remind us how you defined it last week. Well, because we were saying that if any money is taken in to do anything that we believed was a good biblical ex- expression of the, the, this church's use of funds, then you would have to call, if you called that a treasury, then sure you have it, right? Like um, a preacher that you pay or maybe even el- an elder that you support financially, we would say if you pull the if the money is pulled together, if that is defined as a treasury, then boom, you have one. But you don't have to have one, right? Because you don't have to pay a preacher. You don't have to have a building. What you don't a, have to have a building. <laughs> what about the? Okay, so this is just shooting off the cuff, but I mean, there's passages talking about um, you know examples that we have of churches that supported widows right and sure they supported mm-hmm. them out of a treasury yep. that they had so um uh how would like does it seem like that's kind of a, a basically an example that we have that we should follow like if they had a treasury to be able to support saints that were in need shouldn't we also do the same or what would it look like if you didn't do it the same way but obviously the, the heart of the thing which you got to earlier julian is that you help widows Right. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's the that's the thing. So, um, mm-hmm. for example, so how do you do it without a treasury? Would it just be uh, individual members all agree like, hey, you know, you'll pay this month's rent. I'll get the next one. Like and you just set up a rotation. Um, I mean, th- it seems like there's ways to do it without having a treasury. Well, I think the way you started approaching it could really still be a biblical concept because um, I don't know that that the Bible gives us a one-size-fits-all for that process. Mm-hmm. It does tell us that in practice, absolutely right, we must support widows. But I don't think it says, and just so you know, you need to set up an account of money that's pooled, continuously stacked, so that you can support these widows. But absolutely, the church needs to, right? I think that's part of my definition of treasury is are you like carrying a rolling balance week to week Mm. sure you know what i mean yeah like because i think if it's just like a funnel through which the giving happens and then the outflow happens right and you're not carrying a balance you're just sorting out how it goes that's not really a treasury in my mind yeah i and, and but we i think we agree on that definition i don't I don't think I, um, now, wait, I jumped the gun. I started to show you my cards. Let me pull them back. Uh, <laughs> put them back. <laughs> Sorry. So, so sometimes Julian never ends up showing his cards. He just says it's, that. It's like Uno. I just spread them out. I was are just these, about to say. I'm like, are these good cards, guys? Uh, to skip, draw two, <laughs> go fish. Pick the one you want. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Daniel, that, uh, you know, may, maybe that's not a treasury. It's simply just, hey, there were widows in need and we took care of it as a church family. Like we did not right. let anyone yeah. be in need. Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of ways to take care of the obligations that we have in scripture without, you know, everybody putting money in a pot and then divvying up the pot that way. There's lots of ways we can take care of that. And like Julian said, we recognize there's widows in need among us. Boom, they're not in need anymore. The church is taking care of it. The church being the Christians in that place. Yep, yep, um, yep. So right. yeah, no, a church does not need to have a treasury to do the things that a church needs to do. 
Right, right. So um, we had a, a family that kind of split off. They kind of moved away, um, not a far distance, but a little ways away. And no, it's not you, Daniel. Um, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. That's um, a slap in the face. That's <laughs> familiar. <laughs> but, uh, they, they left started, us. They started doing a, a home church. And, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's working out really cool. They've got a couple of families that have all gotten together. Um, you know, every week they get together and whatnot. But there's no real, like, expenses because they take turns, you know, you know, doing a little bit of, like, a Devo kind of sermon thing, you know, short. And then they do Lord's Supper and they sing together and all that. Um, but there's no real expenses. So what does giving look like in that situation? Because, I mean, I, I think a lot of us try and look at just these examples we have in the New Testament and then try and bind them on us. Like, those, they're examples so that they're the way to do it. But examples are only there usually... A lot of examples are, I mean, you can look, obviously you got to look at the context, but a lot of examples are there just to explain a certain situation. Like this is how they did it in this situation or for this purpose, right? Mm -hmm. um, what, what, is, um, what would giving look like to someone in a home church scenario like that? I mean, it doesn't make sense that they make a collection for their home church. What are they going to do with that money as a pool that they couldn't do as individuals? They're not paying a preacher. They're not paying for a building, et cetera. I like this one. I, yeah. I like you. I love this example. Oh man, I should have seen the wind up, man. Oh, this is good. Okay, but doesn't th this get us to the very heart of giving? I think you finally you you got one where where we can't run. I like it. <laughs> I'm trying to pin you down hard. I like I like this one because let's let's go back to my five acts. Come Sunday. Strong possibility they don't do they don't do one of these now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And it just so happens that <clears throat> I know about said home church, and their their fruit of giving is is a very obvious thing, right? If there's somebody in that neighborhood, of course, in this neighborhood, I don't think anyone would ever go needy. But let's just say that there was someone around there that was needy, or there have been needy people. I know that. So some of these folks have taken care of substantial needs of other people, uh, Christians and non-Christians alike. Are they giving? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Is there any need whatsoever in this uh, body of believers to take up a, a collection or a pot? No, there isn't. But I know that if they have a need, and they collectively need to pull together to do it, they do it. They do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Individually, though, they're helping out in other needs whenever needs arise. But I, I'm sure that last Sunday they didn't take any money up whatsoever. Right. Uh, and, and that's okay. I think, I think that's okay. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel didn't weigh in. He's strongly no, opposed. I'm 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 so bad at book chapter and verse. Where were we looking at? In, was it First Corinthians? We were in First Corinthians. You you were Eight. earlier, and I was in verse. Uh, hang on, I think I was six. No, where is it that Paul tells them to you know lay by in store? Where is that passage? Yeah, I think Why that don't was. I know that passage. I think it, I, I was the one who did that one. You did the the, the real one. Whoops, cards again. First Corinthians sixteen two. Is that what you're talking about? On the first day of the week, mm -hmm, each one mm -hmm, of you should set mm -hmm. aside a sum of money, saving it up. Right. Yeah. 
There's yeah, nothing 16 in there that says yep. put something aside in a church treasury and store it up. Mm-hmm. Nothing in there that says that. So if they're purposing in their hearts on the first day of the week, and they're setting money aside, if they're putting it aside so that, uh, you know, if they're doing what Paul said, not putting it in a church treasury, they are doing what Paul said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, right? and, and that's a good point, because... Only because we know these individuals do we know that they clearly are, 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 are pulling money to the side ready for the next thing that happens. You know, I, I remember when I went on a, a mission trip once that one of these individuals, like, as I, as I saw him on the Sunday before I left, he, like, grabs my hand and, like, just loads me up. And he's like, do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's like, make something happen down there. And you, here's what's crazy. You got an awesome um, bike that year. Yeah, I did. It was had the nicest wheels. Um, no, was, what, <laughs> what was crazy, but not crazy, is we needed that money like two days in, man. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Two days in, we need. You guys were both there. We needed that money two days in, and it, it covered something pretty significant uh, to help some people out who became members of the Lord's church. Right. And, and so that, that, uh, that didn't, that money didn't just come out of nowhere. Right. It wasn't that he had, he had spent all that he could spend. And then he was like, Oh, sorry, God. Like he, he was purposefully, their family was purposefully setting money aside for such an event as a need of some, some Christians or need of anyone. Uh, so yeah, agreed. Man, I hope we're talking about the same people, Wilmore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I ju- Hawaii, right? That was the island that they moved yeah, to. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, th- I just I think that is entirely in line with what Scripture asks of us when it comes to giving of ourselves. I think that is entirely in line with what Jesus has asked us to do, with what Paul specified we ought to do. Um, and it has nothing to do with the church treasury, and it has everything to do with where their heart is on a mm-hmm. day-to-day basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because if our heart's in the right place on a day-to-day basis, we're going to think about our things differently. We're going to think about our stuff, including our money, in a very different way if we're thinking about, if we're living in the kingdom on a day-to-day basis. It, we can't not think about it differently. Yeah. yeah because you can't agreed. serve God and money at the same time. Right. 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 And see, the, the extreme of that would be the Good Samaritan comes along on the road. He sees the man who's been ravaged and he says, oh, not Sunday, can't help you, and moves along. Like, that right? would never, right? That would never happen. And no one who... Who, who has put their faith in their trust in Jesus would do anything any different, right? You, it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, you talk, go back to Matthew uh, 7, where it talks about your fruit. Um, people who believe in this book that we're reviewing, um, if you present them a need any of the other six days of the week, they'll take care of it. They won't hesitate at all. <laughs> and and whether that's Christian or not, as we read, um, as you have opportunity, do good to all men, especially those to the household of faith. They follow that scripture 
well. What I think you're commenting or you're bringing to our attention, Jesse, which is so good, is that over time, you can be lulled into um, becoming almost traditionalist rather than um, just fixating on the heart of Jesus. And it's easy to do, um, and you can fall into the trap. Sometimes they're the same, but oftentimes they're not. Right, absolutely. That's a good, super good point. I mean, it's it's very easy to get lulled into the, you know, I'll just put my money in the collection plate every week, and we take care of the needs as necessary, etc. But I think that your heart is removed away from the, the giving at that point, and there seems to be, you know, example of of the heart matters in giving and intentional, thoughtful identification of needs, seeking out needs and giving. I think it's a lot more powerful than mindlessly just putting money in um, a tray because you're supposed to. Mm. Those are two different givings. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And and to, to that point, uh, the, the counter would be that no matter what we give to, whether it's on Sunday, whether it's uh, the neighbor, whether it's, you know, you got direct deposit to some organization that is trying to do something very uh, meaningful in the community to help people. Um, without think, I mean, th- these are things that we should think about and pray about as we do them. Right. Um, oh yeah. That's a good point. Uh, exactly. Like we should be thinking about them. Mm-hmm. If you sponsor a child, um, which is, which is a very admirable thing to do in another country or something like that. And, and you're doing that, you know, that shouldn't be something that you just like click on direct deposit, and never think about again. And you feel pious for five minutes, but you just walk off like there's an opportunity to be constantly praying for them and constantly praying uh, that they have exposure to Jesus. Like the the money is just uh, a something to help them maybe come to a better place where they could know about him. But we should definitely spend time and energy praying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I love hearing other people's stories of giving that are just not your conventional giving in a church on Sunday. Like there was a um, an adoption podcast that I was doing for a while called Selected, and in it I interviewed um, uh, a couple. They had adopted, I think it was like six kids at the time, and um, and one of those children that they had adopted was born super premature, and I mean it was like on the verge of of you know, pulling through, and it was so early on. It was just really an amazing story, but um, but they had to fly. I think, uh, man, do you remember what the state it was? If some other state, I feel like it was like Texas or some some other state that was definitely it's far for them, far yeah. away, yeah, whatever it was. But um, like every week, uh, the the husband would go fly down. I think it was the husband. Um, maybe it was Jen. Uh, I, I can't remember for sure. I thought she stayed there. She stayed. Yeah. Did she stay there? Did he fly back and I, forth? There was. A, I, that's what I thought. The, the yeah. short, the short version, at least, is. I guess was, we all know them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there, the the um, there's so much flying back and forth though, because like I think one of them maybe stayed and the other went to visit like on the weekends or something like that. And so um, I'm probably butchering the story. I'm sorry, but the point is like there was a ton of flying going on, and this was like months of every weekend flying down to be there for that little baby that was trying to pull through and um they didn't pay for a single plane ticket mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. months like the church like all took turns like buying them tickets and and helping out and doing all this stuff for them i mean how beautiful is that like they're going to rescue this child who's 
you know, essentially abandoned, probably isn't even going to live. And the church is just shelling out money to get them down there and help them through that whole process. I mean, that's, that's like what giving is. And that's, that's just pure, pure love. And it's like most absolute form. <laughs> At least Ooh. I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah. So, I mean, these stories, when you hear them from other people, it really inspires you to just say, okay, cool. You know, I, I can support the church, right? Like, yeah, we're paying our preacher. We're doing X, Y, Z. I need to support my church. That is definitely a good thing. Mm. What, but what else? Mm-hmm. Wasn't, what next? Challenge yourself. Yeah, I like that. What next? There you go. What else? There you go. <laughs> we, you know, and the, the question will always be, would you be willing to deny a need for some some something that you want? You know, and that'll keep presenting itself. Mm-hmm. And I like it. You just have to say what next, Wilmore. Get his t-shirts that say what next. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be what a good next? idea. Nice. Was there anything Dollar, else we need? Dollars to, all over. Anything else like we need to go down? Any more last rabbit holes, or is that closure for giving? Julian, care to get into six ten at all? Or are we good? Six ten. Second Corinthians. First Corinthians six ten. Oh, sorry, sorry. Going back. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. I just quoted that one. I just I quoted know. that one. I, I, oh, I guess we say, should. That, is that all uh, you had to say about it, Julian? Uh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to pull a Yoda. I'll come back and support you. But I, I pose the question to you then. Okay. Is, is this uh, something that Paul is reminding the church of or something he's reminding individuals of or does it or does it matter do you see what i did there it matter do you see what i did there you see what i did (laughs) what is the church yes yes now we're there now we're there i think this (laughs) is the last thing we had to answer wilmore i think so i think this this puts a nice tidy bow on it there you go (laughs) okay he, he, he meant we're doing that next week is what he meant. No, no, no. no we're no, going to no, finish no. this thing off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is good. Um, good. Hmm, what do I think about this? Um, okay, I, first off, I think the three of us, but let's just put it out there so that we all recognize that verse 10 exists. Right, <laughs> I have to. Say, I have to say that. I know you do. That's why I, I love. I, I actually, and it's sad that I think I have to say this. Verse ten does exist, and no matter what version you pull up, it stays really true to this. Um, really true to this, and that is that he is calling us every single time that we have the opportunity, as we have opportunity do good to everyone and the qualifier only comes later Mm -hmm. in which he said especially to those but he doesn't say exclusively to those like it doesn't say that either and i may just be grinding it down to nothing but i think what is taught often is that uh the, the verse goes like this therefore as we have opportunity do good to those who are of the household of faith yeah exactly yep and that's it's pretty much happens. it's pretty much done, but that's not what he says. In fact, that's not even the way he leads off. He says everyone. Um, so 
I don't, this is going to be a pretty big paintbrush I'm going to whip out here, like bigger than anything Nikki would ever use. But I'm going to say that that is one view. And then the, the next view is, well, that's the view of the church. And I will define the church as the body of believers uh, connected by a particular treasury. And that treasury can be enforced to do half of this verse, which is, therefore, as we have opportunity, do good to those of the household of faith. But if that money is not compiled into a treasury and it's in the hands of the individual, then it can do the first part, which is um, do good to all. Right. But the second it touches the treasury, that's off the table. Mm. Should it be and is it? <laughs> I'm saying that's... This is the end of the giving, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't the same thing happen to Luke 25, Matthew 25, Matthew 25? When Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. And they say, what? When did we ever get a chance to know you? And he says, whatever you did to the least of these, my brothers, you did to me. Well, he said brothers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Jesus only said brothers. brothers. So it only counts for brothers in prison, and everybody else in prison can go hang. So you never have to do it. Oh, man. Woo. You know, a minute ago when I talked about showing the cards, Daniel. The cards. <laughs> Oh man! You, well, you knew it was just spill the sad. deck out, except they're not upside down. Uh, yeah, I think it did. I yes, great, there, gr- this is a tough go one. Ahead, go, uh, go for it. No, no, this is a tough one, but it's not a tough one. But it's a tough one because uh, I guess I'll tell you something else that's heard that I've heard. This is before I ever put any cards out there, but it's that w- what he meant. What Paul meant was, do good to all people, uh, saints first, and then if anyone's left over, take care of those. And that's what he meant by especially. <laughs> right. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And if you, the reason why you never get to part two, the second half, the leftover folks, is because there are so many needy saints. And therefore, by taking care of all the needy saints, you can't possibly get to the next set of people. Well, then you um, should have no balance in your church treasury. You would think you'd be broke, uh, <laughs> bankrupt. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. I was just going to say that I heard a, a fantastic lesson on uh, Matthew 25. The, when, and, and the guy was saying, um, you know, what if on the day of judgment we came before Jesus and what if the sole qualifying factor for our entry into paradise, into heaven, into the kingdom, was what we did with poor people. And what if, mm. you know, and he, he kept saying that. And then he finally says, I keep saying what if because I'm too scared to say it's not what if, it's what it says. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and it's, it was really powerful the way that he was presenting it because he was just, saying what Jesus said, but he kept putting those like little qualifiers in, right? Those little contingencies that he kept throwing in until finally he admitted that it's all fear-based. It's all just because we're like super scared about money and we get really touchy when money comes up. Yeah. Um, 
Which is but, why giving needs to be so much bigger than that. L- let me ask you this, though. Is it, is it, is it that people, because go back to my comment I made a minute ago where I said, um, I- anyone following this book, following the words of Jesus, and they're committed to it, they've surrendered to him. If you ask them um, Monday through Saturday to address a need financially, like they'll do it. They'll get mm-hmm. the checkbook out. They'll do the thing. But but why is it then if you if you have a need and you know I'm gonna make it extreme. There's a homeless person living in your park in the parking lot of the building at which a local church assembles. Um, and then the you know so that it's in your face right because I'm using like rich man and Lazarus. He's in your face. Um, they're in your face. Um, that that you can't make a move collectively to just go do it. It has to be, you know, you have to say, hey, well, we're, uh, we're going to take up an, uh, an individual contribution after we close down today, and then we'll go out and help that person. Now, right. I, I, I've always, <clears throat> I probably haven't, or let me say that I kind of snicker sometimes at this because I think, well, what was the difference? The difference is literally that if everybody chose to give, all you didn't do was put it into a bank account and write a check. That's really the difference, right? If, yeah. if you passed a hat around and everybody put money in, they were all essentially saying, yes, we want in. But you could have done the same thing if one person had taken the money that had been pooled and done the same things. It's the same difference. Um, but I think making a distinction there that you're willing to help someone who's, who's not uh, a believer in Jesus uh, six days of the week, but on the seventh day of the week, the money that you put in couldn't possibly be used to help a non-believer. There seems that seems to be broken. It does in light of that scripture. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, I'm totally willing to to think through it. I, and I, I've I've never quite been in a position where I, I understand that. And I well, I understand the art. The arguments are more around. Or the words used are, we don't have authority to do that as a body of believers. Yeah, it seems, I don't know, it seems like there's something magical that happens when the check hits the plate. <laughs> that the, there's something, there's something mystical that takes place when, when you, as soon as you lift your pen up off the check and it somehow becomes something other than what it is which is a resource that god's people have been blessed with to do what god wants us to do with it right um so mm-hmm. i i i get confused about that and i get um I, i'm like you julian i try to see it and i just i keep struggling with i will always struggle with that perspective yeah and i think the i mean look the I'm sure the three of us would easily or easily can go to the scriptures used, I think, to support uh, to support this uh, this this belief. Right. You know, the same one we've been using out of uh, Corinthians where Paul, they, you know, Paul is clearly um, going to help Christians who are stuck in a pretty compromising situation due to the famine. So then that becomes the example. Um but then again, Paul is laying it out here for us as well to say, hey, you know, he could have been very clear and said, take care of Christians only. 
only only address the needs of your brothers. You know, right. I I think he's being clear that we can't we can't overlook the needs of our brothers, right? Mm-hmm. No, can't. But then at the same instance, if you say you can't overlook the needs of your brothers, could you overlook the needs of people that aren't your brothers? Oh, right, <laughs> right. And if that's the case, then back to to your comment, Jesse. Uh, what do you do with all this money? <laughs> exactly. What do you do right. with all this money? What do we do with all of this money? Well, you, <laughs> you, you can't spend it to just help random people because what if something because happens? we don't apply giving collectively. All of these <laughs> principles that we talk about giving as individuals, for whatever reason, they don't apply collectively. And I'm, I've searched the scriptures for the verse that says that, and I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> right, right. We know what giving is as individuals, as people with a heart for God, but some, for some reason we come together with a heart for God as a body of Christ. I, we struggle with carrying those concepts over. And hey, there's a lot I, of people I, out there that you know might think differently than us, and sure. as, as long as at the end of the day we are able to help everyone, right? Help exactly as Galatians 6 says. Um, let, as they have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those of the household of faith. If we can agree that we do that, period, like whether, you know, the details of how the money works, like I'm not going to get myself hung up on it because I don't want to be divisive with it. As long as the goal is being accomplished somehow, I'll be cool. Makes sense. I think that works. It works. You just can never say, it's like you said earlier, what, what was your motto? What's next? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, what's next, you know, just yeah, definitely you got to keep that on the forefront. I think the what's next applies in, in all the categories here. You know, if yeah. you think about it, like you, look, Jesse, if you're sitting with like two mil in the bank and and your neighbor's starving to death, like, I think the Lord's going to take a good, a good hard look at your heart and say, is that for real? <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the kids don't eat and they're in rags and you're just stockpiling cash. Like, uh, man, I couldn't be quick enough. Who was that duck that had all the money? You know, Scroo- like, Scrooge, McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. I couldn't get it out. Oh. Mm. Yeah. If you're Scrooge McDuck, you know, in the basement diving into cash, there, there, there are questions there, right? So obviously you are, you are clearly denying an opportunity to bless somebody else and and to be uh, a further reaching arm of the kindness of Jesus. Your heart, it's not it's not where it needs to be. And and you can Matthew 7 one me all day long, man. Like you just showed what the fruit is. Got bad tree, bad, bad tree, bad fruit. And and in the same instance, uh just kind of thoughtlessly tossing your money in any place does the exact same thing. Like you, you're still not thinking through it and very thoughtfully trying to bless someone. You're just, you know, if you do it because you think it checks a box that God's happy for, he's really not happy with any box checking. Now that I can't find in scripture, by the way, right? <laughs> that he's like, I'm so glad that you checked this box. Um, and that's what we talked about in the uh, Jesus. Jesus talking about what was going on in the temple. He said, look at this widow, right? Uh, she's giving out of her poverty. And, and then to this 
this last point about uh, church treasury taking money up, see the exact same principle abounds, right? Like it, it can't just be stacked while clear needs are ignored. The same thing happens, you know? I think that the Scrooge McDuck uh, analogy is a good one. Uh, my concern with it is, is that I think that we're all Scrooge McDuck because Scrooge McDuck is a relative term or a relative thing. We're mm-hmm. all rich compared to what, right? Mm-hmm. So everything you said is true and could very easily be applied to us. So, so again, what's, you know, we're all, if, if we're all Scrooge McDuck to somebody else, what's next for us? Like what, what is the next thing? Cause I don't want to let us off the hook by saying like, yeah, I'm not the Scrooge McDuck. No, no one thinks that they're the Scrooge McDuck because Scrooge McDuck, if you're, if you got the 2 million in the bank, Jeff Bezos is the Scrooge McDuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. No, I do agree that I'm a Scrooge. Um, I'm a Scrooge. Look, I've been, uh, I've been with people who had absolutely nothing and they felt that, that they weren't giving like they should, or they were giving um, to people who had just slightly less than they did, um, you know, and they thought that they could do more. Um, it's so, you know, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, a lot of people are, I mean, and I know that you guys are doing awesome things. So like, I'm not trying to minimize the, the things that are done. But there's always just that, like, what's next? Like, what what is more that we can be pushing ourselves? We're going to be crossing the finish line at the end of our lives, completely worn out, trying to get the prize, right? Trying to get that crown. And um, that's the way Paul wants it. You know, that's the way, well, he said that it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just keep on challenging ourselves to just not get comfortable where we're at and figure out how to, how to keep it moving. I think what's next goes back to Julian's comment about our heart currency, right? And it goes back to what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, which is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And if if we've got an issue in front of us where we're called to give, what do we need to really be doing? We need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And is it a question of how we're going to spend our time, our energy, our resources? What's What do we do next? We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And if that's our our guiding light, if that is our direction that we're taking, that we're whatever we're doing, whatever we're th- however we're considering spending our time, our money, our energies, whatever. If the first consideration is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then I think our heart forgiving will be exactly where Jesus wants it to be. Yeah. Amen. Boom. Boom. All right, yep. I think that's where we got to end it. Thanks all for being with us for three whole parts on giving. <laughs> Next week will be one of the other four acts of worship. Wait, which are, we, 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 we already did singing. Well, yeah. Th- two down, three to go. Right. We're getting there. So, yeah, go back and listen to that one if you didn't check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I super remember it clearly. So... <laughs> So if we're going to do something other than sing next time, what's it going to be? Tune in to find out. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.